started sure all right everybody welcome back to the woods cast uh i am justin coming to you from chicagoland can't go anywhere else uh with me as always is the uh younger brother shay what's going on out there in lamont illinois Uh, no fuck it's not illinois it's colorado i live in illinois yeah you live in illinois man this is a good start for us oh man Um, and i've only (laughs) had like i've only had like two beers swear to god it's it's not a it's not a uh, liquid courage issue yeah i've always said you were dumb and funny looking so well at least i gotta be funny uh so this is a podcast where two dudes who were told were brothers drink a little bit too much and like to shout into the void about this thing that you uh noobs call life we we know it's a simulation and based on what's going on certainly we need to reboot this some bitch uh not going well we are recording this what is it what is today monday the april well 13th it's 13th monday april 13th and we got um a lot of new stuff to talk about and then a lot of like same old shit man um so the numbers for the week like i said i've had three beers you went and got a couple of beers before you came over, right? I did, yeah. I've had some wine as well. Ooh, fancy some bitch. Mm. You know, it was good because I, I wanted a sweeter wine, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I literally I walked to the liquor store, and I, there's, they've got a wine. So I was like, y'all know anything about wine? They're like, no, nah, not really. And I was like, okay, well, I want something sweet that I, is good chilled. And they're like, oh, all these. So I grabbed one. And the shit just tastes like Welsh's grape juice. It's oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. But I uh, still drank, drank a good bit of that bottle. Um, I've switched over to beer now because – I just can't keep doing it. It's 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 good, but whew, damn, is that shit sweet? Well, my my problem is is because you get a nice sweet wine or a a very mild wine, and you can you can drink it just as fast as a beer, except it's got fourteen percent alcohol or fifteen percent. Yeah, that's and so that's why I stopped I stopped taking beers with me on my hike. I just bring a bottle uh, like a, a bladder bag full of wine, and oh, you're yeah, good to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you ever see me at a reception where all they have is wine, I am going to be a Loppy drunk. Because <laughs> you still drink it like it's beer. Oh, don't I know. You? Like, I'm over here just pounding eight, 12 ounces of it at a time, and they're like, Justin, you know, that's uh, it's like drinking three beers at once. I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to go piss in this house plant. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, a couple beers in us to get going. Uh, we are in the 1,179th day of the Trump administration. It has been 651 days since Donald Trump solved North Korea. Shay, do you remember the good old days when all we had to worry about was nuclear war with North Korea? Man, do you remember when Stormy Daniels was a big oh, deal? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Time flies. I know. When, when we had to worry about whether or not the sitting president had paid off a porn star. Uh, he did. In, he did. And violation yeah. of election law. He did. Um, and uh, fucking, uh, oh man, what is that? Uh, Cohen. Michael Cohen. He's still sitting in fucking jail, so. <laughs> old news bud no one cares know. anymore <laughs> god it seems so weird but yeah 651 days since we had to worry about that ending the world 
What do we got? We got, um, lost my place here. Oh, uh, 118 days since Donald Trump was impeached. Uh, 68 days since he was acquitted, which, again, is fucking, like, the time warp is happening right now. It's insane. Uh, we got 205 days to the election. We got some election news. It's been 34 days since we have a uh, declared a global pandemic, and that's where we leave us um, right now. Uh, Donald Trump's poll numbers aren't really going uh, anywhere but down. Uh, I think last time we did this, we they were pretty pretty. Uh, he got a pretty good like four or five point bump because I think we talked about how like for a long time he said it was a hoax or the Democrats' reaction to it is a hoax. I guess that's technically what he said. And so he got a little bump because he actually started to do shit. You know, they came, they passed the uh, the Recovery Act, and well, yeah, it looked like you were actually doing some stuff. And but that bump's going away. Uh, Gallup hasn't re hasn't repolled yet, so they're still. Uh, I think it's 49, 49.51. Um, let me update that, but I know what the number was. And what's the other one? Five thirty-eight. He's negative eight there, and then uh, real clear politics. He's like negative seven. So, like, that hasn't really gone anywhere, except for, I mean, Gallup hasn't gone anywhere, but the other two have gone back down. Uh, we don't have any new state polling, but, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to it's gonna be well for him moving forward, because people just keep dying. That's that's the basic of it. Eventually, it's going to, he can only, like, ha- boast so much before everybody's like, listen, Dick, Dick dude, you, did, you didn't do this right. He's going to get um, fucked for it. Uh... And I guess I should check the numbers right now. So right now, United States, just so everybody knows, as we sit here recording this on Monday night, we've got uh, coronavirus. We have 586,941 cases. We've got 23,640 deaths with 36,948 people recovered. I don't know if those two numbers, other than the deaths, make sense because we don't know how many people have the disease for real because we're not testing everybody. So the recovered number is good, but that percentage, that's just nonsense. Unless, yeah. we, unless we know everybody who has the disease, like, you, I, don't, I don't, that, you know. I've gotten some shit for reporting on the, um, for reporting on the, uh, deaths. People are like, why don't you report, like, why don't you share the number of recovered people? And I was like, because that number doesn't make any sense right now. Like, we don't know how many people have it, so. Um, I guess the reason I'm getting shit is because if you uh, look at that, it's uh, just over uh, seven, just over seven nine elevens, or over fifty eight hundred Benghazis. To put that in frame of reference, that things that the uh, Republicans care about. So that's fun. Uh, so moving on with our, everybody's under stay home order. I've been under one since like the 21st. What about you? When did, when did you guys do one in Colorado? Uh, ours started in March. I want to say the last week of March. I should really know that. I want to say like March 26th or 27th. All right. Our, our um, started the 21st. Yeah. Yeah. It was that, that last week, but um, yeah. And it's until the 26th right now. And then a few days before that, they're going to let us know what we're supposed to do. Um, so yeah, Illinois, I think, has officially extended it to May 1st or April 29th, or April 30th. Yeah. So Ours was until the 11th, and then they – I think ta- – <laughs> yeah, and then it got extended again. Um, I don't know. I expect it to stay in place. There's talk. There's talk that it's going to go until the end of June now. That would be fucking bananas. That would suck. That would suck hard. 
but yeah. I mean, we'll see. Because I guess the, the latest uh, CDC reporting was that we are tamping down the curve, but we still need to do this. Excuse me. I just, a whole lot of beers went down the wrong tube. Um, so we still need to social distance to keep to keep the curve down, right? So, like, if you um, – one, one fun factoid I heard the other day. That in between all these very intelligent things you'll say about numbers, it's just you, like, making noises, yeah. bodily excretions. Yeah, I'm making noises because I'm, I'm drowning in my own yeah. booze over yeah. here. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah, I digress. Um, I mean, if, if I drown myself in beer, Shay will just take the podcast over and talk for an hour, and he'll be like, "Oh, you well. bet your ass, I will." Yeah, he's like, "Well, uh, we're going to see some fucking changes around here." I'll tell yeah. you that right now. <laughs> hey, man, I'm open to any changes you want to make. Did Justin choke to death, or did Shay seize the means of production? I'll oh, let the audience decide. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, we re- I record I record the video, so you can actually watch me turn blue and yeah. fall out of my chair. Yeah, that shit's going on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um. Fun factoid, apparently this is the first time in history that we've had a disaster declaration in all 50 states at once. So, hashtag MAGA, way to go. Nice. Always winning. <laughs> Always winning. Um, so that happened. And then uh, the CDC came out, Director Robert Redfield. And if anybody gives a shit who that is. Um, so, I don't know if you remember this, but remember the first pr- predictions were like 2.2 million dead. And then Donald Trump set out. They, then they came out and said it'll be more like 100,000 to 240,000. And Donald Trump said, if we could just keep it right at 100,000 dead people, that'd be great. And everybody, yeah. of course, made fun of him. Yeah. Well, now they're talking about this. And here's the quote. They won't say a number because they know they're going to get fucked if they say a number. But the director of the CDC said, now we're seeing a large majority of Americans, uh, of American public, are taking the social dis- distancing recommendations to heart. And I think that that direct consequence is why you're seeing numbers that are going to be much, much lower than what have been predicted by the models. So, like, we know... We're actually flattening the curve. This is working. It sucks. Like you said, like we've been on a stay-at-home order since the 21st. I'm going kind of stir-crazy. And I have a lot of video games to play, so I don't know what the fuck people do that aren't playing video games. Or reading comics or, I don't know, watching hours of pornography. I don't know what they're doing. Quarantine or no, I don't think that, that affects that. Oh, Really? Yeah, I think people who are going to watch hours of porn are going to watch hours of porn. Virus be damned, <laughs> before or after. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some article somewhere. Was like it was like a you know study show that Americans are drinking more and eating more and watching more pornography. And like the first comments, what the <laughs> fuck did you think they were going to do if you sit them in the <laughs> house? All day? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, man. Oh, look at this. All of America's taught themselves another language. No, <laughs> no. We all yeah. become great at needlepoint. Of course, we just. Yeah, I saw. You know. I, I remember when all this first started. I kept seeing all this shit uh, on Facebook and various social media. Oh man, I'm going to do this and this. I'm going to study this or learn that or start this thing. And then, like you know, two weeks in, it's like, man, I drink too much now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I haven't done any of this other shit. Oh yeah. Like I was saying, like I think I said it last time. Like I, I'll have these like days where I'm like super productive. I'll get up. I'll go exercise. I'll work on. My thesis, I'll do other things around the house, I'll clean you up. Then there's other days where I just can't do shit. I like to have to do a dozen things. I'm just walking around the house, you know. You know, I, I take I put the laundry in the washing machine, that's where it stays. Like don't put it yeah. in the dry. You know, it's just, no, I wash nah. like I wash two thirds of the dishes. I'm like, that's enough. I'm you good know? with this, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> so fucked up. It's weird. But that's what we're doing right now. It seems to be working. But the other problem is, and this is kind of maybe, maybe mainly what I wanted to talk about today. Good goddamn, Justin, is uh, 
the ass hats that are making this that are going to drag this out longer. So right out, uh, right. I think it was yesterday. Trump said this. He said that the decision to reopen America is up to him and not the governors. So like he's going to decide when the states. Well, yeah, that's not how the Constitution works. No, but no, no, that's not, not what we like to call a separation of church uh, of powers between federal government no. and state government. But no, I, I don't know if that's like his grandpa brain wave because I know there's like certain emergency situations where the president has a lot of power, but like this whole, yeah, whatever. And then there's a bunch of governors in various states that are getting together to make their own like little panels with experts. Right. They're like, all right, well, fuck this dummy. Let's figure out what we need to do. <laughs> exactly. And and it's becoming more and more apparent that the governors realize that they can't count on the federal government because we had that, that whole kerfuffle where um, uh, the Kush, Jared Kushner, he said, like, well, you know, the federal stockpiles are our stockpiles. Like, the state shouldn't expect getting those. Those are ours. That's the federal government's. And then everybody was like, hey, Dick, do the federal government doesn't, like, run its own thing. It's there to back up the states. You know, there's not, like, a federal citizenship. Like, that's separate from the state citizenship or something. Yeah. He's like, and then, like, three days later, they announced that that stockpile was exhausted anyway. So it's like, way to go, Jared. Um but, like, there's all this weird stuff that, you know, like the federal government outbidding states for uh, PPE, which is just insane. And so, like, that, so that's going on, and everybody knows, like, okay, we're on our fucking own. And like you said, I, I think the article just broke today. You were talking about, like, a lot of the East Coast states, like uh, Washington, Oregon, California, all those guys on the East Coast. They're, they're on the West to, Coast. Huh? Yeah. Oh, shit. You're right. Yeah, West Coast. Sorry. I'm dyslexic. Um, all the guys on the West Coast are working together, those states and those governors are working together to come up with a plan to, you know, reopen their states as like a big block, but they haven't decided when, but they're going to do it together and they're going to ignore Donald Trump. So what Donald Trump wants to do is he wants everybody to go back to work tomorrow because basically he doesn't want the third quarter GDP to look like what the second quarter GDP is going to look like and all the unemployment numbers. Like he wants to erase that as fast as he can because it makes him look like a dick. Because what what was that picture you shared, Shay? Like in 2016, I'm the only one that can fix it. And yeah. Now in 2020, it's like I take no responsibility. Responsibility, yeah. Yeah, Fuck that's it. a good one. Ass hat. Um. So that's happening. We got Donald Trump and a lot of Republican. Um. Like I think Texas is thinking about reopening the state. Uh, um. Sooner than uh, experts recommend. So we're just gonna have to see, like. We are flattening the curve. It just it just depends on if we're going to keep flattening it or if we're going to have a second resurgence because we say fuck it and just let everybody go willy-nilly wherever they want. Um, problem is, is we um, have you noticed the conspiracy theories about this shit on Facebook, Shay? Is that- um, uh, not really. I haven't really delved down that rabbit hole. I haven't. N- no one I know shares stuff like that either, other than like you as a joke. Like no one. Okay, so it well, doesn't it doesn't find its way into my feet, I guess, is what I should say. So so there are several people that are frequent InfoWars uh, guests that are getting some heavy circulation on YouTube right now because they've gone they basically they go on uh, InfoWars, they say whatever the hell they want, and then Alex just changes the subject to the next crackpot he has on it. It's not a big deal. Like in, in the InfoWars world, they just throw that shit away. It's just, you know, garbage in and garbage out. They don't give a shit. But like, people are sharing these YouTube clips like Facebook, and these people really think this shit is real. Like, there's a guy named Dr. Shiva. He says that he uh, invented email, even though he did it in, like, the 70s. And, like, I think uh, NORAD did it back in the... 
He said he did in the 70s. They did it back in the 60s. Like, email had been a thing for over a decade before he said he invented it. Yeah. This is the whole thing. But he won't shut up about it. He Like, it's one thing to, like, say it and get called out. Be like, oh, fuck, busted. But, like, every interview, he brings it up. And so this guy says that there's some weird cabal between Bill Gates and um, uh, uh, Dr. Fauci and the other doctor. I forget her name. Like, Beck. Beckins. I think her name is Beck. Like, the experts that go up there with Donald Trump. And so, like, the, that shit keeps getting shared over and shared over. There's that uh, hydroxychloroquine shit that keeps getting shared around. Yeah. Um, and then just today, Donald Trump, uh, or maybe, maybe it was last night. He might have done this last night. I don't know. Let's see if I can find the link here. Um, Donald Trump retweeted a absolute goddamn wacky cons- uh, conspiracy theory, uh, theorist. I'm sorry. Deanna Lorraine. She's been on Alex Jones a bunch. And so he shared one of her tweets from OAN, and it just says, hashtag fire uh, Fauci. Like, we've gotten to the point where Donald Trump, the sitting POTUS, is, is you know, retweeting fucking QAnon people about the goddamn coronavirus. And I, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. I, w- I want to go away. It's, it's got to get worse before it gets better. But I can't believe that shit's popping up the way it is. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, you know. It's it's a flu thing. It spreads like the flu. It's just shittier. So, well, and like uh, CNN did a poll, and twenty three percent of people said they they believe that the virus was man made. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, like, I mean, I don't understand. I, yeah, I, well, I'm not, I have heard the conspiracy theories about where it's like the virus was not made to be deadly. It was made so they could shut down the economy and like all that stuff. But like, I uh, you know, I love the idea that that this bioweapon is like got like a less than three percent kill rate if that's what it's supposed to do like so that's classic yeah well i mean these conspiracy theories run the gamut from it was a race-specific bioweapon um made in unc charlotte or unc chapel hill copyrighted by bill gates in 2013 or 12 it doesn't matter it's made up sold to China by Obama and then they released it to kill enough of their workers so that when they bring their economy back online they don't have a lot of people on welfare and and it also gave them cover because they lost the trade war to Donald Trump and and their economy is in in shambles so this is a way to cover it up it also secondarily will take down the global economy so that the government and the globalists can take over and I mean that's just it, that's what you do um, so there's that. There's also the real fun one where it's not a virus, but the, the nanotech particles that are in chemtrails. Yes, that, yes, get that inside I love. You. That, I think that's my favorite one. All right. So chemtrails is made up of nanotech particles. They're inside us. And with the use of 5G, they can turn on and off your ability to intake oxygen. So it it's like a flu and it can raise your temperature. So it's like a flu symptoms, but it's really done by the 5G. So like Jesus Christ, people. Justin, I'm really just more disappointed that you only just now figured this out. Like, yeah, well, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad we could get your third eye open. Uh, it's so annoying that these people are out here and just. I mean, I know they're out there and I know they're saying it, but what really kills me is people that I went to high school with legitimately sharing a, a 30 minute YouTube video where they're like, "And uh, Dr. Fauci is with Bill Gates against you, and this is the this is the end game takeover of America." Like, no, it's just a lot of people are getting sick. We're going to get through this. So, yeah. So, on that tip, 
let's talk about the ass hats that are going to make this worse. So, all these people who are refusing to social distance, maybe going to church on Easter Sunday, big mecca churches. Oh uh, yeah, fuck those idiots. So, I mean, this has been going on for a couple of weeks, and this is really bothering me because you have the liberty movement, um, the your Alex Joneses, your uh, um, Owen Schroyer, which is his, which is his like toady. Um, you got a lot of those people saying that they're going to have rallies and their big gatherings just to, to, to throw off the tyranny and show that they still have their freedoms. But, like, that'll fizzle. Maybe get a couple hundred people, maybe infect a couple more. That's fine. But these people, that, these mega churches that have, like, 2,000 people that met for Easter, Easter services, like, that's just stupid. That just oh, it makes me so mad. And you got like states, states like Florida, where they left the beaches open for spring break. That's going to drag this on another three to five weeks, probably. Yeah. You've got um, a couple of the states that have actually have uh, um, stay at home orders or shelter in place orders, depending on which state they are and how they word it. Um, like Ron DeSantis, uh, Abbott from Texas, Greg Abbott from Texas. Um, something uh, Reeves from Mississippi, like all of them have basically made carve outs for religious services. So everything that's non-essential has to be closed. But if you want to go to church and, and, you know, congregate with 200 people and hug and rub each other, like, Oh God, this is why this is going to take so long. Like you said earlier, like if we have to go till June 1st, it's going to suck. And this is why these people are not doing this. Yeah. Uh, the only places I've been are to like open space parks and the store. Like that's pretty much it. And I had a really fun moment because I don't have any alcohol wipes or anything, but I went to the ATM the other day to get some money, and I had this little bottle of uh, just bleach spray. I spray down the keypad with it and wipe uh-huh. it, and then don't even still don't touch it. I poke it with my I poke it with this little stick I've got, and uh, that's about as far as I go in terms of like being weird. But then the guy behind me honked and was like, "Woo, sterilize that bitch." <laughs> Yeah, the the social distancing rules for the most part are being followed, and that's great. But then you have those batshit crazy people that, like, so, you know, Rachel's a nurse, and at her hospital, they have run out of the proper PPE. Like, she doesn't have the proper mask, so she has cloth masks that she washes every every night when she gets home, which makes me very mad. But I go to Walmart to just pop in and grab some shit, and... I see a guy there with this giant beard and this mask that doesn't even fit on his face. It just basically rests on the tip of his beard. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, okay, that's an N95 mask that a first responder, like, somebody who, you know, like a EMT or a firefighter could really use. And I'm just looking at him like, why do you have it? And then he takes it off to smoke. And I'm like, that's why we as a people, that's why uh, idiocracy is going to happen right there. He takes it off in in you know outside the store so he can take a big old draw off his camel light. I'm like, fuck me, run. This is the problem. Here. But yeah, these people aren't helping, and but we've had some fun um, some fun um, upticks um, in Mississippi uh, where uh, Governor Reeves basically didn't want to enforce religious gatherings. A local mayor uh, fined everybody who went to a church gathering. It was like an outdoor in the parking lot one. Find them $500. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. And I've got all my conservative friends saying that this was a target directly against Christianity because they let a Muslim mosque down in the same city have a have a um, an open house. And, like, he sent me the link, and I clicked. I was like, yeah, this is from 2017. Um, 
so time travel's real? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Why does this, why does this matter? And he's like, oh, I guess I didn't check it. I'm like, yeah, you didn't check it. You wanted this to be a Christian versus Muslim thing, and it's not. Um, Andy Bashir from, uh, um, Kentucky, the governor of Kentucky, um, he, uh, I lost my place here. Oh, they took down the license plates of people who went to church services and they now issued a 14 day, um, quarantine orders to those people who went to church. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Like, so this like, and people are mad. They're like, oh, this is a crackdown on my religious freedoms. Like, no, no, no. The government has this power when it has to do with health and not spreading, you know, deadly viruses. Dicks. And I, here's the thing I don't understand uh, about the logic on that. It's like, well, they're telling you know they're they're cracking out my religious freedom. It's like, dude, you can worship whoever you want, wherever you want. You just can't do it in a big ass group, bud. Exactly. What's that? Uh, what's that? Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not one to memorize scriptures, but I believe there's a part in Ezekiel, if I'm not mistaken, that says, "Split a piece of wood on there, lift a stone on there." You know, you can you can worship Jesus wherever you are. Do not have to go to church and spread this around people. Yeah. So, um, and then finally with asshats, the king of the asshats, William Barr, Attorney General of the United States, says that we should expect action by the Department of Justice on these religious, religious service crackdowns. So, welcome to a theocracy, I guess? Why not, right? God. Like... I can't imagine that anything that this Department of Justice does in that respect is going to be good. No, he sucks real bad. Yeah. He's, uh, I mean, that's all I've got to say on him. That's a he, very deep opinion, I know. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he, uh, he was George W., um, I'm sorry, no, not W. Bush, uh, H.W. Uh, Bush, Herbert Walker Bush. He was his attorney general, and when everything um, went down for the Iran Contra mm-hmm. with Reagan, he was the one that was like, he was he said, "In for a penny, in for a pound." Pardon all of them; doesn't fucking matter. So that's why everybody uh, in, in the Iran Contra got pardoned by George Herbert Walker Bush because they're like, "Yeah, fuck it, what are they gonna do?" So yeah, all right. Well, so that kind of covers where we are with COVID nineteen currently. Um, I don't really want to get into like Donald Trump's response. As of now, because like we 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 pretty much have a great a good idea of what's what he's done and what he hasn't done, but I really want to break that down and kind of drill down on that next week, because um, I think uh, our buddy Ben wants to come on the podcast and uh, he was um, really adamant about Donald Trump doing a fantastic job about this, so he wanted to come on this week, but he uh, he fucked it up because he wanted to come on. But he asked me to come on the podcast after he was a dick to me on Facebook. So, ah, yeah. okay. So, pro tip, Ben, if you're listening, if you want to come on a podcast, um, don't be a dick to 50% of the hosts and then ask to come on the podcast. Yeah, you fucked up the order there. So, we'll see if Ben can behave himself and see if he can come on next week because um, he would like to debate, and this is a direct quote, he wants to de- debate some high-level big ideas like, and this is a direct quote, Obama was a pussy. So, oh, okay. So that'll be some hard-hitting, uh, that'll be a deep dive in some political discourse where we, uh, I guess, prove Obama is not a pussy. But we'll see. We'll see if, we'll, we'll see if Ben wants to uh, come on and, and uh, play, play games with us. So we'll get into that. Now, I really do need to look up myself, like, what the timeline is of, of Donald Trump's fuck-ups and, and good moves. Like, you know, 
I'm not saying that like the uh, travel ban from China was a bad idea, but like we already had COVID nineteen cases here, so it's like a little bit too late. You know, those kind of things I would like to get a good timeline on, so I don't want to half-ass it. So, moving on from the asshats that are going to drag us out, um, Shay, we uh, have a we have a nominee now. Oh yeah, Uncle I mean, Joe. That's not, that's not official, right? Well, it's all but official. So yeah, but I mean, like he because that doesn't technically happen until the, the convention, which we canceled. So okay, cool. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Like, like you know, and this is this is I was I was having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day who is like, oh, he's one of those people who a lot of his like self worth is wrapped up. Like he's very very in like Bernie Sanders is part of his personality. Like it's a, if you know, so he's very very into it. one of those people who's just like off the deep end for their uh whatever and that there's people can, can like I ask that for every candidate for you, yes for you, is is it because he's off the deep end for him because like he's a thousand percent for bernie sanders policy set or that he just loves bernie sanders that much he's like a little bit of column a, a little bit of column b okay okay i mean so, it's like, rel- he, but i mean it's just it's just one of those that's what, it's just for the framework of who i'm talking to and Man, he he hates Joe Biden, and I was like, man, I'm not trying to. And I keep having this conversation. I'm like, I'm not trying to say I love Joe Biden and everything he stands for or what he would do, but like, a lot of people are conflating whether or not you like a person with whether or not they can win, which are two totally different things. Right. And he right. got more votes, so I don't know, man. I it's it's you know, like I said, I'll vote for a a, a rusty bucket of diarrhea with a face painted on it before I vote for Donald Trump. But um, I'm actually really excited because i think and i the debates are going to be really interesting um you know assuming they have a, a one-on-one debate which i i can't and there won't be an audience probably i would hope so be, that'll make yeah because the, the one that they did between sanders and him when there was no audience because of covid was way better than when there was an audience yeah because uh, the 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 I, I totally see where you're going with that there because one one of the things and and um uh john oliver did this like a year and a half ago is Donald Trump is functionally illiterate and his speech pattern is such that when you look at him, the delivery is fine. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Let me take that back. It's not fine, but you can see what he means. You know what I mean? Like his bluster and his stumbling and his repeating things over and over again. It almost looks like a delivery of a stand-up comic. It's like a certain way that, you know, he's bringing the information. It's just like his delivery. I mean, remember he is a—he's uh, a—he's a TV personality, and there, those are like, you can train that stuff. Like, there's stuff yeah. people do yeah. on purpose, which I mean, a lot of other everyone else does it too. But you take that—if you take away that uh, aspect of it, like you just read it on paper, he's—he's he's so hard to understand. Exactly. Yeah, that's what John Oliver did. Like, if you take any of his speeches and read the transcripts, which is what I do a lot because I can't—I don't have the time. And his speeches ramble on like his not not this C, CPAC speech, because I don't think I, I have listened to it. But the one before that went on for two hours and 40 minutes or something like that. Yeah, like two hours and 20 minutes. It's like it's just an insane amount of time. So like if you just skim through the transcript of his words, it's it's really hard to get through. But in a room with a crowd, he can say his, you know, fake news line and, you know, Hillary Clinton, you know, Hillary Clinton murders people line, you know, whatever he needs to drop. And there will be people that will start clapping and amp him up, and he can ride off that, you know, from one nonsensical thing to another. And it, you know, if the crowd cheers for it, you know, that's subliminally correct, right? Like, you know, yeah. if you're watching yeah. it. So without a crowd, it will be interesting to see them debate each other. 
Um, one, because Joe Biden is really hard to listen to as well. Yeah. Donald Trump is also hard to listen to. I have several friends who have met and had several conversations with Joe Biden. And he was very Joe Biden and not Bernie Sanders for that exact reason. He's like, listen, I've met Joe Biden. I've had five-minute-long conversation with Joe Biden. He is a great guy. I want him to be the nominee, not Bernie Sanders. And I really wanted to ask, like, when was the last time you talked to Joe Biden? Yeah. What year was it? You know, because yeah. right now it's really bad to listen to both of them. Um, it's, uh, you know, totally, totally separating out um, all the politics, all of that. On a strictly, like, just as a dude, Joe Biden cracks my shit up. Like, Oh, he's Uncle Joe. Oh, 100%. God. Well, no, like, okay, so, like, when that well, – I forget where he was, but he was at, like, a steel mill or something, and he was on the mic, and that guy's like, I heard you're going to take our guns away. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> Who told you that? No, I was he, like, ah. Oh. Yeah, the something. direct quote was, you're full of shit, Oh, you're buddy. full of shit. Yeah, you're full of shit, buddy. Like, that kind of shit is like, okay, that's funny. Well, then, remember, like, it was a couple months before that, this, uh, so I'm like, going to be entertained at least. Oh, we are going to be entertained to no end. Yeah. Um, it was a couple months before that. He, they were in a uh, kind of a town hall meet and greet setting, and some guy got up and was giving uh, Joe Biden some shit. He, and, the, and the gentleman was about Joe Biden's age, but like real heavy. He's like, he's like, and he's like, he, what he meant to say was like, hey, whatever, Jack. And he said, whatever, fat. And then, <laughs> And then challenge the guy to do push-ups, which, hey, man, if if, if Donald Trump and Joe Biden are going to get down there and do some push-ups, if I, I was Donald Trump right now, I would be doing 100 push-ups a day. Yeah. Like, not yeah. all at once, because, I mean, he's old, and he probably weighs about 260. I don't give a shit what the doctor says. He probably weighs about a solid 260. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's, you know, doing 100 push-ups in a row. Like, I don't think I could do 100 push-ups in a row right now at all. And there's no way. I, I don't do know, man. He may weigh more than that because he's noticeably more plump than me, and we're the same height. And yeah. I'm two fifty. Well, and that's the thing is, like, when I was donating the kidney, I got down to two seventy, and I'm six three, and Donald Trump six two, or I think he says he's six two. He's but, about our height. Yeah, well, I mean, he's Thank about you. our height, give or take, yeah. right? And so I think Obama was like six two, but there's a picture of Obama and Trump stand beside each other, and Obama's clearly like two inches taller than he is. Like, yeah. it's, you know, so there's those things, but whatever. I almost took a because that was when the he took his um, White House uh, fuck 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 um, physical, and um, it released that he was six foot two and two hundred twenty three pounds, and then all these people kept sharing pictures of like you know NFL linebackers who were six two and, and two hundred twenty five pounds, and they're just like I don't know muscles stacked on top of muscles yeah and i was like and i was like 270 63 i almost took a picture of myself with my shirt off and be like this is what 63 at 270 looks like and i was noticeably thinner across the waist than donald trump because he's got that pooch and he stands all weird like a peacock so you can't see you know his gut but i think if i was donald trump right now i would be doing 100 push-ups a day so that whenever uh, joe biden says it i could just drop down and start pumping him out you got, you got to be able to call him on that shit. Yeah. Let's go, Joe. He just drops right there and does yeah, it. Yeah, just starts going at it. And like, everybody's like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, I really do uh, – I, I do think it's it's going to be really interesting because, like, Bernie Sanders, I know what – I know what a debate between him and Donald Trump would be like because Bernie Sanders has been saying the same shit for 40 years. That's part mm-hmm. of his appeal. But he – but Bernie Sanders is not known for, like – those out of the left field zingers are saying something crazy and like 
I just, oh my god, I hope they don't just both, I hope they don't both just stroke out yelling at each other, because like, it's yeah. That, well, the Chapo Trap House guys. It's gonna be really I, interesting to see their debate. I yeah, can, yeah. The, the well, there might not be one because there was always the question of whether or not Donald Trump would step in and debate any of the Democratic candidates right now because he's the incumbent. He lost every debate he did with Hillary Clinton, hands down. It was just stupid. And even if even if Joe Biden doesn't have like a good day, he's still going to sound better than Trump without an audience. Yeah. And so there's always been that question. And uh, what was it? Like Joe Biden called Donald Trump and they discussed the COVID-19 situation. And both parties said that they had a great conversation. It was nice. Like Joe Biden said he complimented Donald Trump on his handling of flights from China and trying to lock down the border. But Joe Biden also said, like, you know, I also mentioned it was like a little too late. You know, we, we already had, you know, cases, but like, how could we move forward? Like he, he was, it was a, it was a, it was a, um, Joe Biden was flattering in his discussion of, of the discussion between them. Now people are saying that since Joe Biden has said, you know, uh, I thank the president. We had a great conversation and basically has said that the president and I are on equal playing field here when we discuss these issues. He's lost the ability to say, which some people have have written saying that Joe Biden should have refused to debate Donald Trump, saying that I refuse to legitimize this guy as president because he is below the office. Like, like make some make some like grandstanding like thing like that. Oh, I don't know, like, man. And here's here's the, the the weird thing that Paul like I didn't I didn't see it. Me personally, I didn't see I, it. I don't see that working, and I'll tell you yeah. why. Because and th- this is one of those things where like. A lot, one of my biggest issues I have when people talk about this election is they say all this stuff based through the lens of a pre-Donald Trump political system, and that political no. system doesn't exist anymore. No. So, no. like, yes, it is true that it is not like, like, historically speaking, the incumbent president gets the next four years. Like, that, it's hard to, uns- uh, you know, get, get an incumbent president out. But, like, that doesn't apply. I just – all the shit – and that's the same thing. Like, I think if Donald Trump refused to debate Joe Biden – he it would somehow get spun and he'd look good but if uh the other way around biden would look like an asshole yeah like it would it wouldn't work out for good because his his supporters would trump supporters would fucking love it if he refused yeah go fuck yourself i'm not doing it like they, you know um and they would do the you know whole indignant whatever and play the victim somehow i just don't think it would work for biden to do that i think i god i hope they have a debate not that i expect any issues to really get sussed out i just want to see it I, I've heard a lot of like really wishy-washy bullshit from some some people that wouldn't call themselves Trump supporters, but I know voted for Trump over Hillary Clinton. Yeah, maybe just because they hated Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and that's fine, whatever. That's your prerogative. But like, I hear them and they go, "Yeah, I, I mean, at this point, Trump's unbeatable." I'm like, no, actually, he's very beatable. And they're like, well, he you know he won by this many electoral college votes. I'm like, yeah, but that was you know sixty-eight thousand votes over three states. You know. Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Like, that's completely, you know, doable right now. Like, you can shift those votes in an afternoon with the right PR, you know, campaign. And they're like, no, no, he's just unbeatable. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, just, I feel like he's unbeatable. It's like, oh, okay, so so all of the facts I have are just fucking shit against your gut. And, like, and I finally get him to admit, like, yeah, I just feel like he's going to win. It's like, oh, great, right. I, I feel like beer should be free, but it doesn't fucking make it free, you know? Yeah. God damn it. But 
Okay, kind of derailed there a little bit, but we have a nominee. It's Joe Biden because uh, Bernie Sanders last Wednesday suspended his campaign. Now, Shay, would you like to hear the conspiracy theory, the conspiracy theory there? Sure. So he has suspended his campaign, and for those of you who aren't wonks, that's what they do because they can't stop running because if they stop running, they've got to pay back the money. There's a bunch of tax shit that happens there, whatever. Um, if they suspend their campaign, then the campaign funds sit there. And Bernie Sanders did something pretty cool. He's going to pay all the health insurance for his uh, campaign staffers until, I think, next year. Nice. So, so that money's out there. But also, that leaves him on the ballot. And everybody's like, oh, he's going to try to take it from Biden at the convention. Like, I don't think we're going to have a convention. And um, I don't think it's physically possible to get your name off the ballot now anyway. Like they're yeah, all pretty, how would you do that? Yeah, yeah like, like even in normal times when you could walk into an office and talk to a person, they're already printed. Like it's yeah, you know, yeah. So it's uh, there's all these weird like people that are all all like butthurt about it. But Bernie Sanders suspended his campaign, and then today, I believe this morning, um, he endorsed Biden full full throat endorsement of, of of Biden. And basically, um, what he's going to do, I'm going to try not to tap on this thing in my hand because I know that show, everybody will hear that and be like, what the fuck is he doing? This um, is this is uh, 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 a full sensory experience podcast. You know, I've had people ask me about that. It's like, you guys make a lot of noise. You know, why don't you get an editor or be more careful? And I tell them to go fuck themselves right. because we're going to do this shit raw just like the pioneers uploaded their podcasts. Exactly. And that, you know, that's, we're doing this like our forefathers. So exactly. maybe you tap on the mic some more. I don't know. Well, I've got my beard comb here and I'm, I'm really trying not to tap it on the table because that's what I do with it. Yeah. But, um, uh, with the, um, delegates that Bernie Sanders will accrue as we go forward and have uh, a lot of these, these, um, primaries have been pushed back. So like the primary was really weird. So we like, you know, remember how it seemed like, Super Tuesday wasn't that long ago, and it seemed like everything was in flux, and then it just, everything, you know, we hit the pause button. Everything was just frozen. A lot of these primaries were just were just pushed back, you know. It seemed like, you know, didn't have the primary we thought we were going to have. And with the delegates that Bernie Sanders and his campaign will have, he will be able to um, have a lot more control over the Democratic, Democratic platform moving forward. So, that's cool. That could help out. Um, what? What? I was looking at polling today, and right now Biden has between like a six and eleven point lead nationally over Trump. Um, you know, take, the thing take is that the, what you will. Well, I, I I was just thinking about this while you were talking, and it's like the fact that I dist- don't really like both candidates uh, sucks, you know, obviously, but like that also means that I imagine there's people who voted for trump who are okay with a joe biden because he's joe biden he's you know much more uh toward the center than sanders would be so like people don't hate the biden man like they do clinton so like the fact that i don't like him means maybe there's enough people that do like him and he well right now there's there's that polling that you know so when Bernie Sanders was behind in the delegate count, all of these those think pieces were writ were written about, you know, what percentage of Bernie Sanders supporters would support a Biden presidency, and, you know, what percentage of Trump voters would vote for Biden, 
but won't vote for Sanders. You know, those kind of if am if ands or buts things. And it really culminated with an article where uh, fucking Joe Rogan came out and said, yeah, I would have voted for Sanders, but since he didn't win the nomination, I'm, I'm going to vote for Trump. I mean, I'll vote for Trump over Biden. It's not, not really a hard decision. And everybody was like, oh, shit. And I thought, who gives a fuck what Joe Rogan yeah, thinks about Yeah, he's anything? not a litmus test as far as I'm concerned. That guy's an asshole. He's an empty-headed, empty-headed yeah, dimwit. fuck him. And the reason his podcast, I think we've even talked about this before. I think the reason his podcast is so popular is that it's something for everybody to feel either smart or um, cool. Like the policy wonks. He gets people on there that, that, that they're interested in, but he also wears affliction shit. So like, hey, listen, I, I listen to a podcast where the guy's an MMA fighter. Like, how cool am I? You know. Yeah. And then like the guys who wear affliction shirts listen to it because they have on some policy one. He's like, hey man, I listen to a politics podcast. I listen to this guy named Dave Rubin talk about big ideas for an hour. Like, it it's something there for everybody to feel better about themselves and that's cool everybody should feel good about yourself but it doesn't mean joe rogan's a political analyst and basically all he does is soft shoe white nationalism for a lot of dickheads but yeah yeah he's uh jack can't stand that fucker yeah he he doesn't push back on anybody my favorite example was when alex jones went on for the second time alex jones told a story that is completely 100 percent horseshit he said that he had a when he was um when he was a freshman in high school which would make you about you know what 14 or 15 no, I'm sorry. He was he was in middle school, and he was dating a girl in high school. He said he was 12 or 13, and he was dating a senior in high school because he was such a he was such a man at that age that she would pick him up from his school in her um, her BMW convertible, and they would drive back to her mansion, and they would have sex. Mm-hmm. And then, while he was leaving after having sex with this girl, her dad would be like, "Do you like having sex with my my daughter? I like having sex with her too." And when you join the satanic cult that we're in, you'd have sex with a lot of hot girls like this. And Alex Jones says, no, I'm into Jesus. And he runs out. And Joe oh, Rogan, you know what? I, I have heard him tell that story before. Right, right. It's complete horseshit. Yeah, of course. And Joe Rogan, a comedian and MMA fighter. So, like, I think that you should be able to, like, roll with the punches here. Not only literal punches, but comedically. Goes, oh, man, really? Fucking no pushback at all. Not like, not even a sarcastic, okay ass hat. You know. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I, I, I think it's one of those things where he's, Joe Rogan's trying to ride that line because he doesn't, I, I, I want to know what the overlap is in the audience. Is like, honestly, I think that's all it is because he doesn't want to piss mm-hmm. off the Alex Jones audience. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's another great clip where Joe Rogan, just being Joe Rogan, does put uh, Dave Rubin's simple ass in a logic chokehold about like building codes, because Joe Rogan or Joe Rogan has you know is just kind of like you know he's kind of your average everyday kind of guy. He's like, yeah, I used to do construction, and um, Dave Rubin's like, well, I think we should eliminate all those codes because then whoever builds the houses, competition will kick in, the free market will kick in, and whoever builds the houses want to build the best house possible. Joe Rogan's like. Oh, that's exactly fucking not how that works at all. Yeah. He's like, that's why buildings just fall over in India. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? Yeah. You know? And and like Dave Rubin is just, just fucking side just sideswiped by like just the casual just fact. But Yeah. Yeah, you can look that up. But um yeah, so that's where we're at. Um with the Democratic primary, it's ostensibly over. Uh Vice President Uncle Joe Biden is our nominee. 
And um, news that broke just like minutes before we started this podcast, Shay, is that, do you know who uh, uh, Representative um, Amash is? Justin Amash? Do you remember that, that name ring about? Uh, yes. Okay, he, well, okay, this is interesting. So I'm reading a um, Raw Story article from well, about I'll, two I'll, hours ago. I feel ago. like I'm confusing it with someone else, but go ahead. Well, uh, uh. Oh, okay, okay. This is just a poorly written article. So um, I, I was—he uh, was the one who um, he had a town hall with his constituents after the uh, Mueller report was released, and um, he said, "Listen, I—I uh, I agree with the Mueller report. I believe Donald Trump did this. Like he needs to be held accountable for what he did." Um, and several of his constituents like really pushed back and like you know you know, jeered him. And, uh, the reason that town hall was, was probably most publicized is because MSNBC interviewed a, a, a older woman there. She's like, uh, I think she's 55 and they asked her what she thought. And she said, um, well, I mean, this is the first I've heard about it. And they're like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, this is the first I've heard that anything in the Mueller report was bad for the president. I heard that it totally exonerated him. And the person interviewed him was like, ah, no, there, there, you know, it, it you know, it, it, it led up to the line for obstruction or collusion, whatever you want to call it. But there were, you know, um, collusion, but there were these 10 instances where Donald Trump obstructed justice. And she's like, well, I haven't heard any of that. And they're like, well, where do you, you know, what do you listen to in a given day? And they like, she's like, well, I just listen to, you know, conservative talk radio. And it was, it was basically her explaining the very stark reality that because of the news sources she chose to listen to she had not heard that there was anything bad in the report at all kind of she had heard you know that initial bar report was like hey listen we're not prosecuting anybody just go about your business and you know look away nothing to see here that that his statement there and uh but he was just ostracized by um the uh, republican party after doing that and saying that so he became an independent um the reason i'm like so weirded out by this because the first line of this says uh, Congressman Justin Amash, Republican from uh, uh, Minnesota. I was like, he's not a Republican anymore. He's now an independent. He left the Republican Party. He was basically yeah. kicked out of it. But then it says former GOP Congressman Amash, but it also lists him a Republican. So that's, that's you know, contradictory. But anyway, the news is that he's mulling a, a third-party run against Donald Trump. Oh, I can't. Isn't he? What? How does that even work now? This late, um, that's a good goddamn question. Um, considering that all of the primaries have been pushed back for several weeks, I mean, he could do a writing campaign. That's 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 that's, that's true. Totally, yeah, yeah, totally doable. Yeah, I mean, technically, you wouldn't be on any ballots, which, but like, that's that's the thing. You know, like, I just saw that headline when I was sitting down to you know turn on the computer and and wait for you to message me that you're ready to do the podcast. My first thought was, well, for somebody like me in a blue state, I don't know much about um, Amash's like complete background. I'm pretty sure he's pretty conservative. I think he was one of the um, Freedom Caucus guys, so that makes him kind of an asshat, regardless. But I mean, in a blue, in a in a in a hard blue state like I'm in, that would be a choice for people that are like, you know, I don't really like Donald Trump. But I don't want to vote for Joe Biden, so they could go third party, and that would pull people from from you know Donald Trump. Um, in a, in a in a purple state like like Colorado, I don't I don't know if that would. I mean, 
I would not. I would not recommend anybody in a swing state voting third party for any good reason at all. I, I just don't have a good argument for that. No. Well, especially because like, I'm sorry, dude. He's going to run, and people are going to go who? Yeah. I mean, that's to me. I will here, and then the next question I ask anytime someone announces the run for president: Does he have a book coming out? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. God damn, that's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Did you write a shitty book last week? Yeah, dude. Are you trying to get your name in the news for a little bit? Yeah. Is is uh is somebody gonna is are you gonna um jump onto the New York Times bestseller list with one of those little daggers by your name? Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> because uh fucking um one of the Koch brothers bought five hundred thousand of your vote of your books and they're sitting in, they're sitting on the eighteenth floor of uh, Fox News right now. That's yes, that is the question. Yeah. Um. All right. Speaking of voting, Donald Trump, uh, and I know you heard this. I think you even sent it to me. Donald Trump, yeah, it would like to tell you that voting is okay for him, but not for you. Yeah. Well, I just I love this because this is that old thing of like, well, the easier it is to vote, the worse it is for Republicans. So of course, I don't want to have mail-in voting. Right. Everyone will um, vote if you don't have to put pants on or take time off work. Well, and Shay, you live uh, in Colorado. We've discussed that, mentioned that several times. Um, you live in Colorado. Um, Last I checked, yes. Yeah, and they have mail-in voting. It is right? the shit. And uh, that Although, has not... I'll be perfectly honest. I tend Voter to, ID, just because there's something about it I really enjoy... Almost every single time I voted, I get the thing in the mail, but I end up going to the little drop slot down the street and putting it in the box. On oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's like a little yeah. satisfying. Thing, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. I voted. Yeah. But I don't get a fucking sticker. That's bullshit. But yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, if you want, I can send you some because like two years ago when I voted in um, Kentucky, they just said, hey, go get a sticker over there. And they're just sheets of them. So I took like three sheets just because I could. Nice. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, so what happened was our boy Donald Trump, the uh, sitting president of the United States, um, uh, was very upset that in the COVID-19 relief package, there was like a couple, like, oh man, I'd have to look up the number. I totally forgot. I want to say there's like $400 million for voter, voter rights protection. Everybody can fact check me on that, please. But um, they wanted several billion and it was cut down to, you know, $400 million. Or I'm sorry, the Republicans got it down to like 150 million. The Democrats got it back up to like 500 million or 400 million. But um, but in that was mail-in voting because because we are not very sure right now as Shay and I are recording this uh, Monday the April 13th that we are going to have a November election like we planned on having a no- November election. Like primaries are already pushed back. Um, Republican and and De- Democratic national conventions. I think I think they're both canceled right now if I'm not mistaken. And so we don't know what's going on. And so Democrats were like, hey, we need to plan for everybody to just mail in the vote. Donald Trump said we can't do that because that would be very bad for Republicans. You would never get another Republican uh, elected if everybody could just vote. Yeah. Which, that is one of the best things ever for a sitting president to say. Oh, my yeah. God. It's so good. And that just it's just it's so fucking great that. He just said it out there because I've been saying that for years because 
right after that, Sen- uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, uh, former uh, presidential candidate, she uh, just released a bill that calls for a national voting overhaul. Uh, it um, that bill lists four billion dollars of new election funding, which could go to like, you know, voting machines and, and infrastructure. Thirty uh, day required early voting, and then mail in ballot mail in ballots for every registered voter in the United States, which I think is pretty good. <coughs> Excuse me. I would add making um, election day a national holiday, and no excuse absentee voting. Yeah, and you know, and it's one of these things. Like, and this is one of those biggest things where it's like, everyone's like, "Well, both parties are the same." I'm like, "All right, this is a very simple issue you can point to. One party absolutely supports having as many people in this country vote as possible, and one party does not. That's a pretty huge difference in a democratic system. Like, yes. that's a big one. Like, and, no matter and- who you think, like, if your policies aren't good enough to win when more people can vote, then you need to change your policies. That is a problem." And that's always the sticking point I get mad at in bars after I've had a bunch. I start yelling at people. And then they're like, Shay, you need to calm down. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. No, I don't calm down. Oh. You're exactly right. <laughs> Did you tell me to calm down? No one's talking to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you're, you're exactly fucking right. Um, because when I posted that article that Elizabeth Warren wanted to um, do a voter, um, voter uh, overhaul, the first thing, or maybe I'd, vote, I'd, I'd post the article that Donald Trump was mad that uh, they were gonna have, they were gonna add mail-in voting protections in the COVID nineteen bill, and the first response I got was, "They better add voter ID in that." Yeah, and I went fucking nuts, like because voter ID by definition is voter suppression. There is not, um, there is not a voter ID law that has been put in place since the uh, voter rights portions of the Voting Rights Act expired. Um, that portion being pre-clearance. What's pre-clearance, you might ask? Well, that's the fact that several states had to pre-clear with the um, Supreme Court of the United States and the federal government before they enacted voting um, some voting rights laws in their states like Alabama and Texas and you know Georgia because they had a history of, I don't know, trying to make it so black people can't vote. Yeah, just straight up. Couldn't, you know. And so every one of these voter ID laws that are passed are passed for a very specific reason. They're passed to put a hurdle between the person, and their right to vote. And then once they put put one hurdle in, they put another hurdle in. So forth and so on. And it's n- it's about making poor and minorities is re- refusing their access to the vote. The Supreme Court <coughs> in the North Carolina case said that that voter ID law targeted minorities and, and um, the poor with surgical precision. And it, I mean, there's just no other way about it. Like it's not, and uh, and the people who try to rebut me on this say, well, what if we just gave everybody an ID? I'm like, that would be great. Show me the law that's passed that once, once you've passed voter ID law, two people, I'm sorry, three people, one from each party, a Democrat and Republican, show up at your house, take a picture of you with a little machine in their car, print you out a voter ID and hand it to you. Show me which law does that. And doesn't make somebody who, I don't know, might not have a car, drive to the DMV to get another ID. You know, somebody who might not be able to afford a car, you know, might too old that they don't drive. Like, all of these things aren't a problem for people like you and I, Shay, who are in their, you know, our working years, don't even consider driving, like, a thing. It's just something we do. I enjoy driving. Well, I know, but, like, you don't see it as, like, a hurdle to do. No, no. Like, I'm never, I can't ever think of any time 
other than having left my wallet at home when I've had to worry about filling my gas tank. Like, because some people, yeah, yeah. they'll choose not to drive because they, like, you'll see, uh, I had a buddy that would do this who would work out the mileage because he's like, I've only got this much money. I have to get to work. I got to pay for this and that. So you literally only have, like, a very finite gas budget, and you can't afford to burn the gas to get to the DMV. Right. So that's like that's a real simple thing. Like I've never had to worry about that, but it's absolutely a thing. Well, if you even have a fucking car. Right. That's to say you can afford the car and the insurance on said car, and the you know the fees for the title and all that shit. Like there are so many things that people that are just you know I'm going to be very general here. People in their 30s and 40s and 50s that are white and affluent and have you know an extra hundred bucks to go to the bar when they want to. That, that just never has to occur to people, like you said, you know? And there should be... No, and then people are like, well, but we got to make sure that everybody who goes and votes is a citizen. Like, that is handled when you register. Yeah. When you register to vote, you prove that you are who you are, you're a citizen, and you live where you live. That's why you're put on the rules in the county you're put on. Period. Any other proof of ID you have to show later is just another hurdle between that person and their vote. And it's almost always a poor and minority person. Between their vote. I show me the legislation. Like, are people worried that like, like someone's gonna like be stealing ballots and filling them out and turning them in? Like, for I don't know. Mail-in voting. Yeah. In-person voting. For mail-in voting. Like, I don't understand well, what the big fraud concern vote, is. Voter ID laws are so that apparently, like Donald Trump said, there's a line outside of the voting board. The same guys go in and out, in and out, in and out. Sometimes they put on a different hat. Like, that is a quote from our sitting president. Has absolutely no roots in reality. None at all. And one of the best jokes I heard, fucking heard it, and I, I laughed until I cried a little bit, was the guys on the, the uh, majority report, one of them was like, he did a really bad, uh, on purpose, really bad Spanish accent. He's like, man... We went to the state of California and we went in and out of that polling place so Hillary Clinton would have a moral victory and not win the electoral college. I mean, we could have gone to Michigan and gone in and out of the polling place for her. We decided to do it in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I never thought of it that way. That's hysterical. Yeah, we, decided, we decided to do our voting fraud where she would have a moral victory and not actually win the presidency. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck, dude? That's stupid. But, um, yeah, so, like, that's that was his idea. Now, his idea in voting, uh, mail-in voting, is that you can just have people, and he said this, uh, just have people um, uh, just sitting in their living rooms filling out, filling out, uh, filling out votes. Uh, the funny thing is, is that Donald Trump voted mail-in from Florida last year. Totally Man, okay for him. I mean, dude, it's the best. Like, I sure do. It is easy. And it's so funny because I'll have people that will – Bill, uh, well, uh, you know, you, you have some beers and you argue with people on Facebook about politics. That's what it's there for. Um, right. And uh, they're just like, well, mail-in voting is too risky. I'm like, do me a favor. Find me any instance of voter fraud in any of the states with mail-in ballots. Colorado specifically, because that's where I'd live. And that'd be the one you'd want to do because you could really rub it in my face. Um, because I can, I've been over here bragging about legal weed. Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know. But it's just no one ever finds it because it's just not like the amount of effort that would go into stealing people's ballots would not 
you couldn't do it and not get noticed because people would know their ballot. Especially, I don't know if you guys have this, but when our ballot goes in the mail, you get a text. Your ballot has been shipped. And when it arrives, you get another text that says your ballot yeah. has been delivered. See? So, like, and- so people check that shit here. Like – like yeah, well, it's... in the states, the states that have mail-in voting have had it for several years. It's not this new thing no. you're going to throw together just for the coronavirus. Like, there's templates around, so, like like you said, like and you know Colorado has it. Um, you know who else votes? Um, a lot of people who vote mail-in hmm. the military. Yup. Yeah, so that's totally okay. Like I don't I don't understand what Donald Trump's problem is. Um, but did you hear the the exchange between him and, him and the journalist? It was like, but you just voted. Yeah. Yeah. I can play it for you here if you'd like. Yeah, he, he was very upset. His uh, press conference – well, that wasn't today. That was the other day, right? Because today was where yeah, he said was, he had absolute power. Yeah. That was that was, that was the other day. So let's, let's I can't I can't keep track of it. Oh, it's 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 good shit. I mean, it, you, you may not be able now? to pick this up as the audience. So I, th- I think the audience can hear it. Yeah, well, if not, I, I will uh, just cut it out. Huh? Matter. Yeah, I don't know. Just, just play the damn thing. Uh, there we go there. Okay. So, you were highly critical of mail-in voting, mailing your mail-in ballots for voting. I think mail-in voting ago, is horrible. But you voted by it's mail corrupt. in Florida's election last month, didn't you? Sure, I, I could vote by mail for the. How do you reconcile Because I'm allowed to. Well, I'm that's called yeah. out of state. You know why I voted? Because I happen to be in the White House, and I won't be able to go to Florida to vote. But let me just say, mailing well, there's a big difference. Goddamn week. Somebody that's out of state and does a ballot and Man, everything sealed, like certified, and everything bullshit. else. You see no. what you have to do with the certifications. And you get thousands and thousands of people sitting in somebody's living room signing ballots all over the place. No, I think that <laughs> mail-in no, voting that is a happen. terrible thing. I think if you vote, you should go. And even the concept of early go. voting is not the greatest because a lot of things happen. But it's okay. What but you should go and you should vote. I think you should go and you should vote. You look at what they do where they grab thousands of mail-in ballots and they dump it. I'll tell you what, and I don't have to tell you, you can look at the statistics. There's a Bullshit. lot of dishonesty going along with mail-in voting, mail-in ballots. There's a lot of dishonesty going on with what Donald Trump just said. Yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, I yeah, I hadn't heard that exchange. I read about it, but I hadn't heard it. That shit is ridiculous. All right, so that's good. That's yeah, that's ridiculous. That's our that's our sitting president of the United States just totally not giving a shit about your vote, but his vote should count. Now, what you said before about how remember, Shay, you said that one party wants everybody to vote, one party doesn't want anybody to vote. Yeah, right. Okay. This well, they don't is, want the wrong people to vote. Well, that's very clear. It's very clear. They want people so, to vote, just not certain ones. Oh, they want the people that they want. They want yeah. to be very clear about who they get to choose to vote. Is that that's what they want to do? So here's a clip. It's only about 40 seconds. It's um, um, from back in, um, oh, it's like 2005, I believe, 2007. I'd have to look this up. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's right here. Uh, this was in Dallas in 1980. This is Paul Weyrich. Now, he's the founder of what the, he likes to call the modern conservative movement, and he was also the founder of the um, Heritage Foundation. Ugh. So you, you hear the Heritage Foundation all. So this is him talking at a religious rights gathering. Um, I, okay. Ooh, I just fucked that all up. A religious right gathering, not rights, just religious right. Big difference. <laughs> um, yeah, big fucking spelling difference. matters. <laughs> yeah, no, that was it was spelled correctly. I just read it wrong, and there's a big difference between those two things. So he's speaking at a re- religious right gathering in Dallas in 1980, and this is what he has to say about voting. 
a second here. Now, many of our Christians have what I call the goo-goo syndrome, good government. They want everybody to vote. I don't want everybody to vote. Elections are not won by a majority of people. They never have been from the beginning of our country, and they are not now. As a matter of fact, our leverage in the elections quite candidly goes up as the voting populace goes down. Huh. Hmm. Look at that. Well, that might be the co-founder of the Heritage Foundation. Yeah. The Moral Majority, uh, Free Congress Foundation, American Le Legislative Exchange Council, and I don't think he still has weekly right-wing uh, meetings, but that was in 1980. Okay, Shay, would you like a more topical uh, uh, instance of Republicans saying that voter ID is simply to suppress the vote? Yes. This is... Um, this is the, hold on, shit, uh, da, 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 I lost it. Um, this is the um, Pennsylvania House Republican leader, Mike Terzai, uh, Terzai, T-U-R-Z-A-I. I'm not trying to fuck up his name on purpose. But um, now this is uh, June 27th. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll allow I'll allow it. Yeah. Um so uh this is June twenty third, two thousand and twelve, right before the two thousand and twelve election. He is talking about voter ID law in Pennsylvania. And here we go. Voter ID, which is gonna allow Governor Romney to win the state of Pennsylvania. Done. That sounds like intent, doesn't it? Sure does. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing is, like, you'll hear people say, like, I have to produce my ID to buy a firearm or I have to produce ID to buy alcohol or cigarettes. And I'm like, OK, that's funny, because those are things that are age restricted to protect children. And one is a constitutional right. The other one's age restricted so the kids don't get, you know, fucking butt ice. Yeah, but that that is the one of the worst. I've never heard someone make that false equivalency. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've never I've heard that all time. Like the only one I ever heard was the jokingly of like you got to show your ID to go to the grocery store, but um, no, you no. But I've never heard someone say like, well, I have to. What is that? How does that even make logistic? Like, what does that even mean? Like, well, I have to show my ID if I want to buy uh, a bottle of Jack Daniels, but I mean, you know, so you should show your ID to vote. But you, well, but what 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 the 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 false argument that they're trying to make there is that. They're both constitutionally protected rights, and that if you have to show your ID to buy a gun, which is uh, protected under the Second Amendment, does the Constitution you... tell you you have the right to booze? No, no, no. But okay. uh, no, no, I was no. like, no, you're talking about a gun. Guns. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, voting and guns. So that's the argument they say. Like, well, if I have to show my ID to buy a gun, which is a constitutional constitutionally protected right, I should have to show my ID to vote, which is also a constitutionally protected right. But the difference there is clearly intent. The, the, the intent of a voter ID law is, as we have talked about, to suppress the vote. As we just heard uh, the two people from the Republican Party say, um, the, the intent of a um, showing your ID to purchase a firearm is because that is a dangerous thing that we don't want to fall into a child's hand or a person who is not allowed to have it, like a felon. Um, now, they said, now, what I just said, they're like, up, oh, see, 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 there, there. You got to make sure who's who. Like, yes. And we do that when you register to vote. Yeah. We've already done it. We've already done it. You don't need to do it again just because you can make people drive to the next county over. And some of the most egregious um, things that I've seen and uh, is, you know, and um, in Alabama, they did shit like they um, passed voter ID law 
And then the week that they announced voter ID law, they closed 75% of the DMVs in black areas in Alabama, making it very hard for them to go get set IDs. Yeah, I'm not sure no. how uh, how that's not – like you can look at that and go, oh, I'll see what you're doing. Like that's there's, there's no question well, there. That, that was in um, 2015 after that portion of the Voting Rights Act had expired. So there was no, there was no more pre-clearance. Okay, okay. So, but also, uh, in rebuttal to what I just said, the state of Alabama said it was a budget issue and it was not targeted to suppress the vote of African Americans. But mm-hmm. like, I would say, like, you should find the money to keep them able to vote. But you know, that's that was that was the state of Alabama's. Um, you know, it could probably save a lot of money I, I don't and not them. have to staff polling places if everyone could vote from home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, hey, that, that would save us a shit ton of money, right? But, so, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to keep bringing this up. I don't give a shit if, if the people listening, the dozen people listening, get tired of hearing it. But voting ID is nothing but voter suppression, and you can't prove me wrong. Um, because the Republican Party, who puts all these votes, uh, these, these bills into um, action, are never going to write one where everybody gets a free ID mailed to them in the mail and everybody gets a vote. They're just not going to do it because that's not the fucking point. I know. Now, that's the same thing. Now, if if if, if they came and said, okay, we're going to do mail-in voting, but but we're also going to provide everyone with an ID, I'd be like, okay, great. Yeah, I, I wouldn't balk it at all. That's actually, great. The, actually, the one in South Carolina recently had a hiccup because – they were going to um, include several IDs, but not like some IDs, like like military ID would count, driver's license would count. But, you know, there there was there was a list of ones that would count. And there's a list of ones that wouldn't. And uh, but our buddy Jay, who who started this podcast with us when it back when it was the uh, the Purple Report, um, he sent me a, a message. He's like, hey, so like I understand the the hiccup here. Like I understand some counted, some didn't. Like if all of them counted, would you be okay with it? And I was like. I mean, if all of them counted, then what's the point of the of the law? You know, like if if every idea you can come up with counts, then they they wouldn't put this law into place. And I was like, I get what you're saying, but I'm also against it because I know the intent. You know, and uh, yeah, I don't I don't want to go any further into that because Jay's not here to defend himself. But like he was just curious about what I thought, and I told him it's all about intent. That's the problem. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. All right, you want to take a quick break? I need I need some more beer, and we can talk about fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff, man. Because we got to talk about Picard. Picard, yeah, I did finish it. All right, yeah. All right, well, let's take a break. Uh, let's take a pause for the cause, and uh, we will be back with uh, full pictures of beer or goblets of wine or whatever the hell Shay's got, and uh, we'll discuss what we are pissing away our time on in self quarantine. Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. <laughs> You got the touch. You got the power. Yeah. All right, everybody, we're back. I uh, hope you enjoyed the Transformer sounds. I enjoyed making them. So there you go. Um, fun stuff. What are you doing, Shay, to get through the... I guess self-quarantine was the wrong word, because technically you're not on self-quarantine. Technically, we're both on stay-at-home orders or shelter-in-place, depending on the state. So um, what are you doing to keep yourself busy, keep yourself sane, uh, other than drinking a lot, which is what Yeah, I'm yeah, doing. yeah. Um, well, you know, every uh, I'm working from home now, so I'll usually go out to one of several open space parks 
where you can easily keep you know hundreds of feet between you and other people if you really want to um right and uh take the dog out do that uh, i watched picard and then i just got days gone for my playstation and that shit is fun days gone days gone is a uh it's a post-apocalypse zombie game it's kind of like if uh last of us sons of anarchy and the walking dead had a baby so you're like a biker uh, driving around okay. uh, i want to say northern oregon like two or three years after the outbreak blasting zombies right. and cruising on a motorcycle it's pretty fun i wouldn't have paid like 60 bucks or whatever it was when it came out but i got it on sale because all the game people all the developers are set, put their shit on sale because everybody's stuck at home so. right yeah Everybody, everybody's stuck at home so everybody's throwing shit up on steam for mm-hmm. super reduced rates yep. or maybe even get a free game here and there um my gaming has uh been basically uh grinding the fuck out of destiny because that's just what i do and um i played dragon dragon lair remember we talked mm-hmm. about dragon lair being released and Maybe be in a movie with Ryan Reynolds on Netflix, apparently. Um, so I, I, I had it. I had it for like six months and just been there in my uh, goodoldgames.com you know, library, which uh, if you guys haven't gone there, I can't recommend it more. It, it take, they take all the classic like 80s and 90s and 2000s games that have, I guess the copyright has, has gone up or they bought it or whatever, and they rework them to play on your current you know uh, Windows uh, operating system. Um, I mean, everything from, like, you know, all the Dooms, the uh, Descents, like, I mean, just such such fun classic games. Well, when Dragon Lair popped up, I bought the trilogy, and I was like, oh, man, I never got around to playing it. And since we talked about it on the last podcast, I, I loaded it up, and I played it, and fuck me sideways. It's hard. It's still hard. Yeah. Like, even on my computer, it's hard. The thing I forgot was that it's not a linear story. No, it you, is a, you have to make choices. It, well, no, no, not even that. Like... You make choices, but the choices are almost randomized. Like, if you die, you don't start back at the beginning of the castle where you've got to leap over the doorstep to get in and, you know, whatever. It just, you're just like, boom, you're in a completely different scenario and you've got to get out of it. So, like, the, the scenarios are almost randomized. It doesn't tell you a, a, a linear story until you get to the boss. And then you got to say, but it's, I mean, even being just completely owned by it was funner than shit because it just took me back to being like 11 or 12 in the gold mine in the barbersville mall yeah like hitting a button and then you're dead i, I remember button, you're dead i remember uh even <laughs> when i would go to the arcades and seeing that it, it's just it's got a nice allure to it because it's especially back in the day it would have been way more novel to see oh, yeah, that yeah yeah but yeah so that i played that for like an hour and i was like rachel walked in she's like what are you doing i was like dying a lot like a lot she still makes fun of me because I think it was uh, uh, Battlefield 3. She's like, you're not good at this. Every time she'd walk into the room, I was critically wounded. I yeah. was dead. And there's like a timer when you can respawn. She's like, you're not good at this game. You're always critically wounded. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, go away. <laughs> go away. All right, so Picard. You watched Picard. I did. Thoughts? I, love, I, love the, I liked it a lot. Um, Jerry Ryan sure does look great. Uh I, uh, mm. I, I, uh, there, there was a, there was a 15 year old, 15 year old inside me that was like, woohoo. That, that, that's a great quote out of context. Um, but, uh, the, uh, no, yeah, that, that didn't come off right. Nope. Too late. Can't take it back. Yeah, um, uh, the, uh, no, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. I really like how they handled that. He was old as shit. Um, you know, there's a lot of fun moments where he's like, all right, we're going to do this. And then everyone just stares. He's like, oh yeah, I'm not the captain anymore. He's like, uh, just sits down. He's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. You know. Or or because he's not the captain, they still look to him because he is the legendary captain yeah. of the card. And he's like, I don't know. Um, do whatever. 
Yeah, uh, and then he says, "Okay, engage," and they all they're like, "Fuck yeah!" He said it. He said, he said it. the he said word. The thing, yeah. yeah. He said his catchphrase. I, I wasn't looking um, out for the Picard maneuver where he pulls his shirt down. That's like a known thing from Next Gen yeah, where he would do that, yeah. and um, he he pull he pulls his his dress uniform. Yeah, down, like it's because the yeah. the costume ran up on him in the armpit, so he'd always pull it down when he'd sit down. Um, but uh, I don't know if he did that. I'm pretty sure I saw him do it. But no, I really yeah. enjoyed it. The ending is really silly because it, it's just like. He, he gives a speech of spoilers. Picard gives a speech to his crew about how he has a brain abnormality. And I kept thinking it was weird. They didn't just say brain tumor, but then I remember there is no brain cancer in this universe. So it's just right, abnormality. Right. Um, that is so, so yeah. And then immediately yeah. the next scene, they're like, well, we've got this brand new synthetic body with no brain in it. What are we going to do with it? I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Plots back. Oh, there we go. But they still they still um, go through the whole process of having him die, and everyone grieved. Then they're like, "All right, he's back," and everyone's like, "Okay, cool, <laughs> let's go." Yeah. So for those of you have um, are listening to this, I'm like, "What the hell are they talking about?" So uh, Star Trek Picard is you know the oh uh, CBS All Access, right, Shay? Yes. Um, I, I I think you still can get it uh, uh, for like a free month while you know everybody's on home confinement basically so you can you can binge watch this for free it's you know or you can quote unquote find it on the interwebs but it's um several years after john luke picard has retired he retired his commission because um at some point in the future the romulan homeworld was destroyed and the uh, federation had promised to save as many as they could and they were you know putting them off world and taking all the refugees and trying to find new homes and they kind of just like dropped the ball and picard was so mad that they dropped the ball he resigned his commission uh after that all of the synthetics that worked on mars revolted and just killed everybody on mars and since then uh synthetics had been banned and uh Picard was still uh, mourning the loss of Data, who died, who sacrificed himself in the end of Insurrection. No, uh, Nemesis. Nemesis, thank yeah. you, Nemesis. And um, so the the whole point is synthetics are a thing here. You can't have them; they're banned. Uh, Picard finds a synthetic who is actually human. He might be uh, Data's biological daughter, meaning that. They take a um, a neuron from Data's positronic net and put it in a in a human uh, in a like synthetic host, and they can make a, a new synthetic. So that's a thing. But the best part is, is like once they finally go to the homeworld where all the synthetics are being grown and and taken care of because they're banned everywhere else, they learn that there is a uber synthetic race that's outside of our galaxy that will come in and fuck up the living things if they mess with the synthetics. And they did it before. The Romulans know this. So the Romulans know that centuries ago, when people made synthetics, they evolved to a point where it was bad, so they killed all of them. But now there's a synthetic race out there, somewhere out there, that is just super powerful, and they will come in and side with our synthetics now and kill all the humans if they need to. So basically... The show is about if anytime you want to, the synthetics can page a god and kill everybody. That's the end of the. That was like that was the 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 thing. I was like, well, that's fun, but do it more. Come on. But of course, Picard has to, like Shay said, die to save everybody from the war. You know, and then they make him a uh, a synthetic body to put him into, but they don't give him any superpowers. Yeah, well, and, and the best him- part is that conversation at the end where they're like, yeah, you know, well, your new body is identical to your old one, the same age, and uh, it's probably gonna gonna die at the same time, too. We programmed it to die because we knew that's what you'd want. And he's like, 
Really? Like no extra time at all? Like come on, yeah, guys! Yeah. Like because in theory he could be immortal, but um, it's it just I just that whole like last ten minutes of the episode really feels like they were like, all right, we're gonna do ten episodes of the show, and then we're we're not gonna do another season, and then they're like, uh, guys, we're doing season two. Fuck. Okay. Um. Well, we got all these robots. Put his brain in the robot. Let's go. We've done that yeah. before. Brain robot done. Done. Sweet. Season two. Yeah. And I mean, and again, it's like I'm not picking at it. Like that's a very Star Trek thing. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking uh, da- Bones, Data made how many copies of himself? Yeah, Bones or? was in, uh, or Spock was in uh, McCoy's brain for a movie until they found his body after Star Trek Two. So you know, it's fine. It was, it was. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed that episode that had Riker and Troy in it. Oh yeah, I love yeah. old Fat Man Riker. He's the best. And then when he comes in at the end as the admiral, he's like, "Hey guys, what's going on, man? Just up here, you know, doing the thing with this armada of starships, you know." Just, just admiral it up and over here with a thousand t- ships. Have you ever watched? Because uh, he directed uh, my favorite of the next gen movies, First Contact. Uh, he directed that. And if you watch hmm, it with, com- yeah, that. if you watch it with commentary, he that guy clearly enjoys playing Commander Riker because that he as he's like as he's giving commentary on his own movie and the opening shot is opening and he's just sitting there mumbling to himself about man the director and this has a real good aesthetic this is a good director this guy's really smart i've heard he's pretty handsome yeah. too like he's and he clearly is in this one too he's just like just oh hey what's up guys you know I'm making this fucking pizza here you know <laughs> yeah i love it and it is more about yeah. all these characters just being old fucking men <laughs> yeah i mean like it's because even with the advances in technology that they have and in, in the Star Trek universe where nobody really has to die. Like, you know, there's no cancer. Like Shay said, the, um, oh shit. Uh, I, I totally glossed over this. The abnormal abnormality in Picard's brain that of course can't be cancers because he was the of Borg. And this is a complication from his implants being taken. Out. Yeah. And he's known that this entire time, but it was never, um, a fatal thing. So that's that that was that was why Picard is more, uh, you know, a little bit more reckless here because he knows he only has so much time. And um, but he's also, you know, he's not he's not up to snuff with the the, the ships. There's a scene in it where that's a good one. The, that's I like the, that. There's a scene where so like it's in the, you know, uh, Jerry Ryan was interviewed about this. She, of course, plays seven on nine. Um, He's been going around kicking everybody's ass and shit. Um, the um, speaking of seven and nine, the the scene where she takes over the board cube, phenomenal. That was really cool. Yeah, where she yeah, so, so, uses the queen yeah. cell. Yeah, so she so apparently you know this is all new canon as far as I know, but like Jerry Ryan was on a, a, a derelict uh, board cube, and she goes to what's called the the queen cell because we 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 introduced the idea of a board queen in um, first contact. Oh, first contact. Thank you. And so she goes to this like small room in the center of the cube and connects to the cube and powers it all up. And of course, all the Romans that are on it shit their pants collectively and they're like, what? And uh, the only way they can fight back is like to jettison all the Borg. Yeah. Yeah. Open, open the vacuum to space and get them all sucked out. But like she takes over and, and, you know, she, her eyes go black. It's a super great scene. Yeah. And she, she admits that she's worried that she will, will not want to stop being, the queen of the cube. Yeah. You know, she's like, it's very, you know, intoxicating. Pretty sweet. And like, okay. Yeah. So, so that was fun. So you got Jerry Ron and like all this, she said in an interview, she's like, the sets were amazing. Like this was a show for, for, you know, a, a cable online, you know, series. But like, you know, when I was doing the show back in, you know, the nineties and two thousands or whatever, you would, they were just light up things that we would, you know, 
bang on and they would make beep sounds later. Yeah. But now, like, they're interactive screens. So, like, if you wanted to do something, you hit a certain things and a certain set of keys and the screen would change in real time. She's like, it's amazing. And But the addition, because we have the technology now, is, of course, all of the interactions with, this, with the ships are hard light projections, right? So you sit down. You sit down in a chair and like the, the, the terminal is a hard light projection in front of you that's of course CGI later in. But the one of the best scenes is, you know, Picard sits down at the, the helm of the ship and the hard light thing pops up and he puts his hands in the little things he's supposed to do it and he's just like looking around for a bit and he looks at the crew and goes, I don't know how any of this works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am gonna yeah. say I I and this is just I prefer like I, I like the style of having a physical console with buttons that they press, right? You right, know, and again, right, we yeah. only saw that, you know, not all the ships One were operated ship. like that. But the hard light thing is neat. Like when she's in there operating the computer core, it's like a graphic representation of the core. She like unscrews and then like puts it in a mm-hmm. different section. Of the, it's it's pretty neat. Um, realistically, I think that seems like a really inefficient way to control a computer system. But whatever, it's fucking cool to look at. Well, that was that guy's ship. Yeah. And then when 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 Riker, you know, comes in with his armada, all of those had the you know the console the, the console. So, but yeah, it was really great to see uh, Picard sit down, play with it for a minute, and go, uh-huh. I, I don't know the fuck's going on here, and just get up and walk off. You know, yeah. Please, yeah. please turn the ship on, please. Let's make it go. Yeah, no, that was fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it, it is official. They're doing a second season. I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, so that made me go back. I've been bopping through uh, the seasons uh, next gen, not not watching mm-hmm. all of them because I just don't want to rewatch all of them, but the ones that I remember liking. I actually watched the – I forget what the – it's um, – I forget what the name of it is, but it's the first one where they encounter the Borg for like the first time ever in Star Trek. And it is hilarious how different they look um, because it was like 88 or 89 when they did that budget. So later on, they got more budget to make them look cooler. But, um, you know, they're they're basically just like a black spandex with a bunch of hoses glued to them. Yeah, the the um, the original introduction of the Borg before you get to like first contact or, you know, all that. The in, initial introduction of the Borg in Next Generation, they literally look like um, Howard Wallowitz's costume on Big Bang Theory. Yeah, like exactly. they are just yeah. spandex and yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not that. It's 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 not until later where you get to the point where like every time you shoot at them, they have that you know that cycling phase, you know, shield on them and everything. But uh, to this day, like in the canon, there's no uh, good definitive story of how the borg are the borg i went down a rabbit hole last night justin about this very thing well hold on like even in in next generation even the q the q continuum Mm -hmm. have said that like they talk about how many centuries they've been like doing their thing but they don't even say like how they started no um there uh there's a couple of different ones um like there's there's a manga comic that gives an origin um Ooh. and then there's uh, and then there, uh, i can't remember uh that one's got something to do there's there's like three three different ones and none of them are like officially canon but they're like all canon um the one that i like the best is that do you remember the first star trek the motion picture where the the entity at the end turns out to have been the voyager space probe that's like amassed so much knowledge that it's yes. become sentient well the idea is that that space probe goes through a black hole and gets fused with organic matter and comes out as the Borg is one of the, that's in some of the books. It's like a thing. And then there's this other one about this race. That's not in any of the shows, but it's in the books as well. It's kind of like that. Um, 
if you've ever read any of the extended universe Star Wars shit that gets real zany, there's oh, a bunch yeah. of that. So I, um, I, I, haven't, I haven't really done any deep yeah. dives, but like I've skimmed it and like, what? Yeah, well, but I mean, you're right. There's not like an accepted in-universe like like you're never going to have an a movie or a show be like this is where the board came from like that's just not a thing um but then the comics and the books do it and then some of them are totally different explanations <laughs> yeah all right well the board are, are, are a lot of fun the great card um yeah we're gonna get i guess we're getting the second season uh just remember that in the sec- season two uh any synthetics can page a uh, awful old god that will kill everybody that's true yeah, it's, it's it's out there. Um, all right, talked about that. Uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Altered Carbon. Have you picked? Did you uh, pick that up on Netflix? I have not yet. I, I it's on my list. Um, I uh, why did I just sit down and start watching uh, the other day too? And I I think maybe the first episode of that. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I've heard it. I've heard the books they're based off of are pretty solid. So I'll check it out at some point. Yeah, I I, I uh, downloaded the uh, I downloaded the um, EPUB versions of the books. I've gone around and reading them, but the the Ultra Carbon Altered Carbon, excuse me, is um, on Netflix. It's in the second season now. I, th- I think I have one or two episodes left to, of the second season. But the premise for those of you who haven't seen it is that in the future we've we've been able to download a person's consciousness and digitize it, and we keep it in a um, it's called a stack. It looks very much like one of your vertebrae, and it rests at the base of your skull. So you can, we can make uh, synthetic people, um, and then you can load a, a stack into them, and your consciousness will be in that person. So that you might not be, you know, you can live forever if you can afford it. Um, and and the interesting part about that is like they actually explore the socioeconomic reasons why that's weird, and that. If you are rich enough, you can have your consciousness uploaded to like satellites and saved forever. Like so, no matter what happens to you, you can be re-downloaded and put back into your body. You can be spun back up, as they say. Um, you can be uh, re-sleeved, which means you can be put your consciousness into a different body. Uh, you can be put into a you know a vat-grown you know uh, vat-grown like human person or a synthetic. Um, but then it's also like, so, well, you know, what the fuck do you do with centuries is the question, you know, how does that matter? Um, there's also, if you've got a copy of your consciousness on a, um, satellite, there's the issue of what they call re-sleeving. It's putting yourself into two bodies, which they say is illegal. I don't know why. I guess there was a problem with that later, earlier or whatever. I don't know. But like, too so many people trying issue. to fuck themselves. I guess. It gets yeah, weird. Yeah. Yeah, so so you know the the whole series starts with a guy named Kashobi uh, Kovach, who is a you know a, uh, uh, a soldier who's very you know centuries old. He's uh, brought out of um, they call it you know ice. He, he's brought out of storage to like solve the murder, and he's talking to the guy. He's like, "What murder do I have to solve?" He's like, "I want you to solve my murder." He's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Well, I was killed and I lost like four hours before it was uploaded, so I don't know who killed me." And so you got to, you know, it's like, it's all this cat and mouse stuff where people aren't necessarily who's in their brain. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's really, uh, sci-fi. The special effects are great. One of the best parts about it. And I love them is that the, uh, hotels are run by AIs that are physical manifestations of themselves. So like 
the computer system that runs a hotel will walk around as a you know hologram of you know that AI and they take on personas. So the one that he the hotel he stays at is the uh, I think it's called the Evermore and it's a uh, Edgar Allan Poe themed hotel. So the guy who like runs the desk is a you know a copy of Edgar Allan Poe and it's an AI that like helps him out do shit like it's fun shit. It's it's fun stuff. And at some point people come to fuck with him at the hotel and Edgar Allan Poe's like, "Oh no, this is my hotel." And he brings out this antique shotgun and starts fucking capping people. Yeah. That's good stuff. It's fun. It's fun. I, I don't know where the hell it's going. I guess they're going to do three seasons because there's three books, but it's good. It's fun. It's fun. Um, you haven't watched Westworld either, right? I've seen the first episode or two. Hmm. That's another one that I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll come back when there's a season. And that was like four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're on season three yeah. now and season three is getting real good. And um, it's all about that uh, singularity and AI. Yeah. No, I know. What makes a person. I, now, person. I do have that sweet-ass movie from 77? 76? Yeah, so oh, fuck you. That movie's great. That is a it's classic sci-fi terrible. movie. It is hilarious. It is great. Fucking it's Michael Crichton. That's, you know, a lot of stuff was based off that movie, man. Fucking the episode of Itchy and Scratchy, or the Simpsons where Itchy and Scratchy World Goes Rogue is based off that movie. That... That episode is better than that entire movie. Bullshit. No, it, it's it's so much better. Fucking you. All right. Brain. Anything else you want to tell the, the 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 cool cats and kittens at home who? Uh, yeah, watch Tiger King. By the way. Uh no, yeah, I have to say. Well, I've you know I've multiple podcasts that I've listened to over the years have followed this guy, so it was really weird to see him all of a sudden. Everybody's like, "Holy shit, have you heard about this dude?" I'm like, "Yeah, I've heard about that guy." Welcome. So yeah, it's the rare yeah. instance I get to be like, oh, I was reading about the Tiger King years ago. Actually, a liger. I'm pretty into it. I need. I do need to watch that, but I'm on a real hardcore Star Trek bench right now. So, I, I'm actually working my way through Voyager, which is, uh, it's my favorite Star Trek. It really is. Um, the the dumb shit they've got to do to just like make lunch sometimes. Yeah, is what makes it. Yeah, like you know, with, without with with they're out in the Delta Quadrant, their their reserve powers are low, so they can't just replicate everything. So, you know, Neelix is in the kitchen. Like I just I think like a couple nights ago I watched the episode where um, Neelix took over the captain's private mess. Yeah. He didn't know it was her private mess, so he sets up like a cafeteria in it. So she goes in there to have her morning coffee and you know go over her reports or whatever she does to clear her head. And like there's just steam and fucking smoke everywhere. And he's like, "Hey, what do you want for breakfast?" She's like, "What are you doing?" You know, you know what he's I always like, love about that. Nobody's like, "Yo, Neelix, why don't you replicate some seeds and grow some shit?" <laughs> yeah, yeah replicate some tomatoes and stop and like that that was the episode where he's like listen we're out of coffee but i've made you a substitute that comes from the Nerillion's quadrant no. and it's just as good and he and he hands her this small which would be like for us a um uh an espresso cup and she like she picks it up and turns it over and it's like it's like the consistency of motorola yeah he's like i think you'll like it yeah and she's like uh, I think I'm going to use one of my rations to just make some fucking coffee, you know. But no, there's there, there's all that stuff that they just have to do, mundane shit to make, like, lunch and dinner. It, it, it's always fun. Yeah, it's I, I liked Voyager a lot, but I think we've talked about this before. I love that one so much because that's the first Star Trek I got to watch as it aired. Yeah, yeah. 
and and that and as it gets further, and you know, of course, you introduce you know species A four seven two, and you get the Borg, which is where we get seven of nine. Yeah, and you you get the idea of um, uh, not splintered. That's the wrong word. Um, isolated Borg like units that have that have been cut off from the the um, the hive because they were you know infected or you know dying or something. You get that. You get a collaboration between uh, Seven of Nine and, and Voyager to get there, and then you've got, uh, I believe, at the in the last season, they they uh, you've got a Janeway who goes back in time or some bullshit. Oh, like the ending's real silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 real silly. But hey, what else are you gonna do? I'm not gonna leave our houses now. Maybe June first. So that shit is bananas. I hope not. But you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do. All right. Uh, well, as always, we hope you guys enjoy listening to this. Shane and I but the shit out this of is clear. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't care if you didn't. Oh yeah, don't write us. No. Don't, 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 oh, no. I want only positive reinforcement. That's what we're gonna have. We're... Exactly. I'm about to tell you how to get in touch with us, and I only want compliments. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so we enjoy the shit out of doing this. I get to talk to my little brother every other week or so, and uh, it's fun. Um, you should be able to find uh, this podcast on um, uh, Apple. What the fuck ever that is? iTunes, Apple Play. Apple, oh, Play. Uh, that's um, right. I'm, I'm behind the times, man. I don't have a Mac. I don't fucking it's not know. Apple Play. What is it? <laughs> iTunes. Sorry. Apple iTunes. Google Play. Uh, we I post it on SoundCloud. It should go everywhere else. So you should be able to find this podcast anywhere you listen to the podcasts. Your podcasts. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter and the Facebook. Uh, both of those are at Woodscast1776. And if you've got a question, shoot us an email. Only positive things. At the Woodscast1776 at 1776 at gmail.com. Damn it. That's what happens when you drink two pitchers of beer in an hour and a half. Um, Shay? Yes, sir. Remember. What Captain Hydra says. Seize the means, seize of, the means of, pr- of production. production. Seize the means of production. I was trying not to burp into the mic. It, it caught me off guard there, bud. But yeah. Seize them. Seize them. Now that's a sign off. <laughs>